Hello, this is Catherine, as I know I need to stop talking. Hello, lovelies, how are we doing? I'm better, I'm well. For those of you who are wondering what the fuck I'm going on about, to be fair, that could apply to any of these podcasts. Oh, I was so poorly last week, and you could probably tell from the fact that, I mean, I felt like shit recording that podcast. I'd convinced myself, mind over matter, I'll be fine, but oh, goodness me, it was, um, yeah, it's just a cold. As I said last week, really resent this whole just a cold thing. I mean, just a cold fucking flattened me. I felt like absolute shit. But the good bit about feeling like absolute shit is then you get better. And it's like, I'm alive, I'm alive. I genuinely think there should be possibly, you all know my love of musical theatre, there should probably be an entire musical on the topic of health after, I was going to say a near-death experience, but actually literally just being struck down with a bit of a cold, you could be like, I'm well, I'm well, I'm alive, I'm alive. You know that scene at the start of The Sound of Music? What a brilliant musical. God love Judy Andrews. And she's twirling around in the beautiful fields and she's singing The Hills Are Alive at The Sound of Music. Well, earlier I took myself out for a walk for the first time in a week, which for, again, long-time listeners know, that's how poorly I've been. I haven't been out for a walk. Even Mr. I Know I Need to Stop Talking was concerned at that point. And I found myself in a field. I was going to say it's just like that one, other than not being in the Swiss Alps and being right next to a motorway. But apart from that, it was literally practically identical. And I did feel like twirling around and singing The Hills Are Alive with the sound of nobody with pouring snot out of their face. Isn't it amazing? I mean, it's just... It's just so nice to feel well. And I've also got to that really gratifying stage of a cold. This is a bit grim, so if you're eating, maybe maybe stop when, when I tell you this bit. But but I know you're all going to agree, and if you don't, then, then just don't tell me, because maybe it's just something that happens to me. But after a cold, when you've kind of been through all the horrible snot pouring out your nose bit, and then you get to that really satisfying stage where you can, like, snort great big lumps of mucus out your nose, I really hope that this is... <laughs> Not just me who does this, or else I'm going to sound like a fucking weirdo. However, it did backfire on me slightly because I was on a Zoom call this week for work. And the beauty of having a cold uh, while we're all working remotely, I've discovered, is that you can actually blow your nose to your heart's content. Because if you cover your, your face, you know, nicely, nobody can see snot pouring pouring out of your nose. And of course, nobody can hear the sound effects because the mute button, God love the mute button. I did check several times that it was definitely muted when I thought it was. So yeah, I made full use of the mute, mute button to, to blow my nose and then realised to my horror that what I'd thought were great big lumps of mucusy, horrible snot coming out of my nose was actually blood because I may have gone a little bit overboard. So rather than sitting there discreetly with, you know, kind of my tissue and everything, I instead looked like somebody had come up to me and punched me in the nose, which is always the, the look one hopes to achieve when, when going for, for professionalism. But yeah, I feel well. I feel well. I feel healthy. I feel alive. And I probably now cursed myself, haven't I, to get struck down with something else. But for the moment, I have health and I'm very bloody grateful for that. As usual, this podcast is going to be fucking chaos, but perhaps even more so than usual. So as ever, I'm playing Mexican standoff with Ocado. Again, long-time listeners know that I basically coincide this recording with roughly the time that my Ocado delivery is going to arrive. I actually already know, because the little app has told me it's on its way. At which point, Beth, not unreasonably, said to me, well, mummy, why don't you just wait until it's here, and then you can record your podcast. But I was like, when it says that I'm the next stop, well, they might be in the road around the corner for us, or they might be on the other side of the M25. So, you know, I've... I'm a busy woman, things to do. So I've I've gone for it, but pretty certain Ocado will rock up before the end of this. Beth's also baking brownies, which to be fair, I, I managed to convince her that she was like, 
you do your podcast and I'll just bake brownies in, in the background. And I was like, oh, yes, I can see that being the real soothing accompaniment background noise of my kitchen being desecrated. So we compromised. She's made the brownies, but the brownies are in the oven as we speak. Again, you all know that I love it when my kitchen appliances interfere with the recordings of these podcasts. So at some point, there will be a loud beeping noise from the oven and we'll go and get out the brownies. So, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I'm sure this is how all the, the podcast pros do it. I mean, just I, it's a glimpse into the abject chaos, which is my life, I guess. And this podcast is, is no less no less chaotic than for, for all that, really. It's been like actually quite a peaceful 24 hours because both, both um, the statement I'm about to say possibly sounds like it contradicts that, but both children had sleepovers last night. However, one of those children was not in the house with me. I mean, Jamie had his mate round and they are hilarious, the two of them. They, since they were quite young, they've been like two little old men. Like they've never run around chaotically like, you know, small boys are often want to do. From quite a young age, they've just kind of like sat together on the bed or on the sofa or on the beach and just kind of like had little conversations with one another. We, we joke, me and Jamie's friend's mum, that they are like Bert and Ernie from, from Sesame Street to the point that I went in and said goodnight to them both tucked up in bed together last night. I mean, they are very funny. But they're also good as gold because I went to bed about 11 o'clock and said to them both, I don't really mind what you do. Possibly should have put some parameters and caveats around that. But I was like, I don't really mind what you do just so long as I'm not disturbed while you're doing it. And to be fair, I shut my door at 11 o'clock. I woke up at 8 o'clock this morning. Whatever they did, it did not disturb me. Meanwhile, Beth had gone off to a sleepover, but this was at somebody else's house. So so a massive thank you to, to my friend who had Beth to stay, um, along with her daughter and another friend of theirs last night. Beth and her mates apparently stayed up to see the sunrise this morning. So they didn't get to sleep till, till close to 5 o'clock this morning, I believe. Now, if that was me... I mean, bear in mind that if I'm not heading up to bed, you know, close to about nine o'clock, I start getting like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be so tired. I'll be so tired tomorrow. And then, of course, when you start thinking about being tired, then you get more tired because you can't get to sleep because you're busy lying in bed thinking about how tired you're going to be in the morning because you haven't got to sleep. Go to sleep. It's a fucking nightmare, isn't it? Somebody once said on social media, I read somewhere, it's the only bodily function where you have to pretend you're doing it for it to actually happen. Yes. I mean, for fuck's sake, that's so fucking messed up, isn't it? Anyway, so while I'm, you know, have had my nice eight or nine hours last night and, and I'm still thinking, oh, I could have done with a nana nap this afternoon, Beth bounces back out from her mate's house like bright and breezy and like, oh yeah, we stayed up to watch the sunrise and yeah, we're like really cool and I'm going to make make brownies now. Uh, what it is, I was going to say what it is to be young, but no, I can remember going to sleepovers at a similar age and doing an all-nighter and feeling fucking broken. I've got a really vivid memory of sitting in a chair in the lounge in my mum's house where I grew up and just staring into space going fuck me this is like what's happened to me I feel like I'm dying that's what sleep deprivation does to me I feel like I'm dying and that basically was how I felt for probably the first two years of Jamie's life Jamie again newer listeners did not sleep at fucking all and whenever I hear anybody going sleep when your baby sleeps I literally want to like hide in a corner and scream because Jamie didn't fucking sleep at all or if he did sleep he was sleeping on me so I couldn't then go to sleep so it was a deep fucking flaw in the argument of sleep when your baby sleeps I may still have some deep-seated issues about that but yeah so she's she's bright and breezy and um and and yeah she's bright and breezy and, and making her brownies quite happily Ocado have literally just arrived they're cheeky I mean I, I don't know why I'm criticizing I mean it's literally I've five till six slot it's 5 30 on Saturday they turned up on time 
all my items are there. I do love you, Ricardo. I should just move your slot, but I kind of feel that we've got this relationship now. You, 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 me, Ricardo. I just feel like the good news, though, again for long-time listeners, is the road has reopened. So, while Ricardo may now cause me to pause the recording of this podcast in order to go and get my shopping, they can at least get here, as opposed to a few weeks ago when we had to go walk to get the shopping from Mars. Again, my life is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Right, I'm going to get my Ricardo shop back shortly. Well, God love the Ocado man, and I do love Ocado, and this podcast, I promise, is not sponsored by Ocado. I do love Ocado, but God love my little Ocado man today, who, at the point he handed over my alcohol to me, went, are you 18? I mean, Ocado, maybe you're, like, telling your drivers to say that just so you flatter middle-aged women like me, but I'm so flattered. I'm off the scale. I, like, called Jamie, and I was like, Jamie, he asked me if I was 18. Jamie's too bloody young to know why that's a good thing. So, yeah, well, well worth it. And Beth's brownie is is out the oven. So a successful hiatus all round. Right, back to podcasting. But, yeah, the exhaustion of an all-night sleepover, and I did do quite a few of those in my teenage years because... I did a lot of acting and what used to happen is we used to finish our show on a Saturday night and then you'd have a load of highly strung, overhyped teenagers who thought we were the kids from fame, basically, like leaping and dancing around on tables and someone's parents, and I, I hasten to add, my, my parents were always sensible enough to dodge this particular bullet, so well done, well done. We used to just assemble at somebody else's house and we probably wouldn't get there, back there till about 11 or 12 and then we were just bouncing off the fucking walls until about eight o'clock in the morning and then suddenly we would crash big time and yeah so I just remember catatonically sitting there on a Sunday just waiting for the day to be to be over and probably the sensible amongst you were going why 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 would you not go to bed at that point but obviously because I was a stroppy teenager I couldn't admit defeat and say to my parents that maybe just maybe I was really fucking shattered after staying up all night so then it got me back to thinking about all the memories of being a teenager back in the 1990s and rose tinted glasses have definitely played a big part in this because when I look back I'm like I was amazing and actually about 90% of being a teenager I think is quite shit and then there's the 10% that's amazing but I try and talk to my kids about some of these things and they look at me like I've got three heads like I mean just the whole way that the digital age has moved on since the 1990s and I I say the 90s because I was born in very early 80s so I can't claim really to be an 80s kid I was definitely kind of you know teenager in in the 90s but you know, mobile phones were just becoming a thing then. I remember actually my dad, because of his job, had one of the very, very early prototypes of a mobile phone. No word of a lie, it came, (laughs) it came with its battery, which was carried around in a suitcase that weighed as though it was filled with bricks. True story. Can you imagine? Try and explain that to the kids now. Try and explain like the whole thing of communicating with your friends was done on a landline again they look at you like like you've got three heads and then when you, then when you try to explain to them that if someone was on the, the landline you couldn't use the internet like their brains explode they're like what the fuck how is that possible i mean can you imagine can you imagine i mean like someone in my house loses their shit if somebody else is streaming too much stuff so the internet slows down never mind not being able to get onto the internet it was like the worst thing wasn't it when you picked up the phone you wanted to call your mates and you'd hear that like sound that showed that somebody was on the internet you're like for fuck's sake get off get off get off we had to have um call waiting things i used to spend like i'm sure all teenage girls so many hours on the phone to my friends i mean you're talking i'd get home from school at four and i'd be on the phone till nine or ten at night and my poor parents, who, you know, maybe occasionally wanted to speak to members of their family, 
damn them, how utterly unreasonable. So my mum installed call waiting and we had to promise that we would tell her if call waiting came in. But I'm sorry, mummy, I frequently lied about, no, there was no call waiting at all when it was like constant throughout the, the entire call. Um, and of course, you always had to call back after 59 minutes, didn't you, to stop call charges. And never before six o'clock, even now, does anybody else do this? Even now, if I make a phone call before six in the evening, I'm like, oh my God, the charges, the charges will be extortionate. Will we be able to afford it? I mean, I've been brainwashed. I have been brainwashed by BT who, or whoever it was who put that six o'clock limit in place. Well done you, well done you birthday presents I mean that's changed hasn't it so when I was a teenage girl it was body shop right that was where you went sometimes boots if you were going to go a little bit off you know kind of a little bit little bit rogue and and maybe go for an exclamation body spray I still buy exclamation body sprays now I love them but yeah off to off to the body shop for bath pearls do you remember they did those um baskets didn't they filled with well mostly with tissue paper but but bath pearls which quite rightly because they're so fucking horrendous for the for the environment have completely died out but who didn't love getting into a bath with a bath pearl and and halfway through because of course the floor with bath pearls is they like they they explode i don't know the plasticky stuff around it kind of like eroded or degraded and the bath oil in the middle came out and then you were left with like this squishy bit of plasticky shit that felt like you'd got like a slug on the back of your leg or something because that is the bathing experience that everybody wants and dewberry body spray or fuzzy peach I've never quite got on with fuzzy peach I was definitely a dewberry girl through and through and through I did love that but that was that was like every birthday and every Christmas you'd like do secret Santa and everybody would have bath pearls or some dewberry body spray and you'd all be fucking delighted I mean to be fair Maybe not the bath pearls because environment, but Jubilee body spray, I still would be delighted with that for a birthday gift. Right now, does it still exist? I don't know. I have to find out. Everybody had a record bag. Everybody, everybody. I used to get mine from the market. I used to go down there and they'd have like big stalls just full of record bags. So everybody had a record bag. The cool kids had puffer coats. I'm absolutely not bitter that I never had a puffer coat. I'm still bitter. I am still bitter. I don't know why I didn't have one. I don't remember my mum saying no. I think it was probably more likely that in my heart of hearts, even as a teenage girl, I probably knew that I was not cool enough and I would end up looking like a bit of a twat. So maybe I, you know, maybe I dodged it there. Maybe that was, that was a good outcome. And we had suns and moons on everything. I don't think this was just me. Suns and moons on absolutely fucking everything. And jewellery with like the symbol of a cannabis leaf which we wore constantly and we thought we were so cool despite the fact that literally my only encounter ever with any kind of well I never had an encounter with any illegal drugs true fact that may make me sound boring but it also makes me very sensible kids so don't do drugs it will end in tears wear the cannabis necklace instead and you'll look cool without having to like potentially kill yourself everybody's a winner but yeah I thought I was I thought I was so cool with my cannabis leaf necklace on a like a black bit of cord bought from a shop which was like literally filled with incense so much to the point you'd go in but you'd be like kind of like practically clawing your way through it like what is this where where am I what am I buying it doesn't matter everything's got suns and moons on it doesn't matter what I pick up it'll all look the same and then obviously you get a bit older and there were alco pops which I think are still a thing but I think distressingly I think alco pops have got a bit more tasteful and that that really distresses me R.I.P. Bacardi Breezers I loved an Bacardi Breezer, not even as an underage drinker. I loved Bacardi Breezers as an adult. Pineapple Bacardi Breezers were the bomb and they're gone. And I've searched everywhere for them and it genuinely makes me feel really sad. 
can't believe Bacardi. I mean, come on, maybe we could do a campaign to bring back Bacardi Breezes. There was also another drink that I really liked and I've Googled and I've tried to find it. It was like an Alcopop. It was in a clear bottle and I think it was like a vodka-based Alcopop and it had apple and cinnamon in it, which sounds, now I can think of it, a little bit like an old lady drink, a little bit like a herbal tea. It was kind of like a herbal tea, but cold with alcohol in, which to be fair, sounds like a win. That was lovely. If anybody knows what that is or whether it still exists, then please message me. I'd love to know what that is. But yeah, Bacardi Breezers, obviously you had like Reef, which made your vomit the worst colour ever. Does anybody else remember Mets? I quite liked Mets, other than the fucking advert. So if you're young and trendy, then clearly all of this will be a mystery to you. But you will have no idea what I'm going on about. But the Mets advert with the Judder Man was one of the most fucking terrifying things ever. And in fact, I remember watching a List TV programme years ago of the scariest moments, like in movies and stuff, like the moment in The Shining and stuff. And in the top 10, I'm pretty certain it made it to the top 10, was the fucking Mets advert with the Judder Man. It was like, it was so creepy. It was like, when the moon is high, the Judder Man. And you're like, what the fuck? Don't let the Judder Man near me. So I was always a little bit scared to drink Mets in case the Judder Man came. So yeah, that'll, that'll keep us all up at night thinking about that. God, that was awful. We had Athena, didn't we? Does everybody remember Athena? I don't, does Athena still exist? Maybe it does. I don't know. With that poster, with that topless man holding a baby. And everybody had that poster. If you know, you know. If you don't know what I'm banging on about, I've given it away. It's a topless man holding a baby. And nobody really asked any questions. Like, where did he get that baby from? Because if it's his... He's remarkably not covered with baby sick and he doesn't have like massive dark bags under his eyes. And also I think he's probably about 12. And if that's not his baby, why is he taking a baby? Whose baby is it? Should someone talk to the police? I have many questions about that Athena poster. Not least, did he end up with baby sick in his hair immediately after the, the picture was taken? Can't remember if the baby was wearing a nappy or not, because again, uh, memories of... Actually, I was thinking about that poster when Beth was like newborn and we were just back from hospital... And I think like second baby, I'd convince myself, oh yeah, I'm really confident now. Yeah, I really know what I'm doing. And so I changed her and like baby's bottoms are like, you know, small, obviously, because babies are small. Otherwise that would be some really fucking weird dimension. Some baby with a massive ass. And so I was like, oh, look at her. Like she's so happy and, and she's so, you know, like cute. And I'm just going to take her downstairs and she doesn't need a nappy. And yeah, I'd taken like two steps onto the stairs and she literally pissed and shat all over me. And we spent the rest of the evening with carpet cleaner trying to clean up our pale beige carpet which we'd had fitted very much when we did not have children so yeah yeah um if if my experiences is anything to go by then that athena photo shoot was probably a, a bit of a messy one i'm guessing obviously heather shimmer lipstick which having seen it and tried it in my adult years kind of made us all look slightly like we were, we were suffering from reduced blood flow it does turn your lips a little bit purple but heather shimmer lipstick everybody wore heather shimmer lipstick i must get hold of some and see if it's as um yeah maybe for halloween because that's when the like the corpse chic look is is in so maybe I'll get it for them and you remember hair mascaras they were a thing fuck knows why they were awful they were basically like brightly colored well clearly does what it says in the right mascaras but in bright colors and you'd like put it through your hair and then it would like put clumpy bits of colour into your hair, kind of like coloured earwax. I definitely should have written their marketing. I should be in their PR. Yes, you use our new hair mascaras. They will make your hair look brightly coloured earwax because that is the look that every young teenage girl is, is looking for. And sunning if you had blonde hair, which I did not. 
And I was always slightly afraid, I think, that I might have a moment of madness and suddenly go and buy a load of sun in and my hair would go bright orange. And that was different to sunny delight, which confused me for a really, really long time. A little bit like the phrase is getting off with someone and having it off with someone confused me. Because when certainly when I was at school, when I was a teenager, getting off with somebody meant snogging and having it off with somebody meant having sex. So I remember being about 14, 15 I remember referring to the to the boy, the, the guy that I was dating back then, and coming to school the next day and saying, oh yeah, I had it off with him last night. And literally all of my friends, their jaws dropped to the floor. And I was like, did I say something wrong? And they're like, did you have sex? And I was like, my God, no. And they're like, okay, so Catherine, because I was quite a slow learner, Catherine, it's, it's different. You got off with him. You didn't have it off with him. An important differentiation. And fucking hell, the English language is confusing, right? These things, it's an easy mistake to make. Thank God I didn't say it to him. Hey, let's have it off tonight. Yeah, that could have that could have ended ended very badly. Music, I know this is going to make me sound like really, really old, but that was my Sunday nights, right? I'd make myself a plate of Marmite and toast and an apple because that was my Sunday night tea because I was absolutely convinced that I was fat and that just makes me want to cry my eyes out because fucking hell, love, if you thought you were fat then, I mean, just just you wait, just you wait until you've like had, had two babies and your ass is like a danger to shipping. But like every other teenage girl, I convinced myself that I was fat. So I'd have my Marmite on toast, cut into quarters and an apple cut into quarters because everybody should have fractions on a Sunday night and I'd sit in my bedroom on my bedroom floor with my back up against the radiator because our house lovely house I love our house it was always fucking cold and I'd listen to the top 40 on the radio and like literally to the point that like I could predict who was coming next I never quite tried the the step of recording the top 40 and then cutting out the adverts I felt like a step too far and also think somebody had told me it was illegal I was a bit scared that I was going to go to prison because I'm sure the police had all this time on their hands to go around rounding up teenage girls who were recording the charts but yeah it makes me sad now when I say to the kids and again they look at me like I'm like obviously do that there's no good music there's no tunes out there anymore and yeah and then I say to them about listening to the charts and they look at me with like I've got two heads again and like why would you want to do that and I'm like so you can discover new music and they're like but we know the music we like and it's not stuff in the charts and then I have to like slam my head into the floor whilst also conceding that they are right because most of the stuff in the, the download charts these days does sound like shit. Irrefutably proving that I am old beyond my years. And back then like songs were in the charts forever, weren't they? I mean, do you remember Killing Me Softly and oh, what was that wet, wet, wet one? Love is all around in the charts for fucking ever. And we didn't even care. Gangster's Paradise. Gosh, I remember that. I remember feeling quite edgy. When I listened to Gangster's Paradise for the first time, I was like, oh, oh yes, Gangster's Paradise. Yes, this is this is taking me to a, a new level in my in my music listening career. Fuck's sake, what a dick, what a dick. All the boys had g- greasy curtains, didn't they? Do you remember those, that, that terrible hairstyle, which was basically your, your hair hanging down the side of your face in two greasy curtains? Yeah, that was a... That was not a not a great look, but I'm sure as girls we had equally terrible hairstyles. Actually, no, I can remember we did. We had that. Did anybody else do that thing where you wore a hat, like a Baker Boy style hat as a teenage girl? And then you'd get two strands of your hair to come and dangle out the front because fuck even knows why. It was a strange time. It was a strange time. We were going through, you know, a lot of changes. No, the, no excuse. Inexplicable. Absolutely inexplicable. But yeah, my rose-tinted glasses, I look back on all that and I forget the greasy curtains and I forget the the kind of the exhaustion after all-night sleepovers. And I have just got a couple of like, it's probably like when I think back my teenage memories, I, I forget all the shit. I forget the spots, I forget the angst, I forget the like feeling like my world has ended because I've fallen out with one, one of my mates. But I do remember a couple of like 
amazing summer's evening down down the park with my mates beautiful long summer's nights and you just feel like you rule the world don't you you genuinely do feel like you rule the world so in my head that is what being a teenager is like when in fact it was probably like that for by 0.0005 percent of the time and the rest of the time was like bricking it that nobody liked you you had a massive spot and you were going to fail your GCSEs and and everybody would hate you forever that was basically my narrative from the ages of about 13 to to 16 so yeah probably let's not get too too rose tinted views but um yeah it was a it was a it was a crazy time but yeah try and explain to kids today you couldn't use the internet and the phone at the same time and they're like what the actual fuck so I hope everybody's well. I am, hooray! No, I'm sorry, if you're not well, then I, I hope you're right. I send you love, but I'm very happy to feel like alive again. And there should definitely be a musical on the joy of, of feeling better. Maybe maybe I'll go and write that. I'm alive, I'm alive, not dead, not dead yet. I am off to spend my evening reasoning with Beth, which is, is a joy at any time, but particularly when she's had like about 30 minutes sleep last night. So, so that's going to go really well. And then just probably sitting really happily for a little time and thinking about the fact that I might be turning 40 this year but the Akada man just asked me if I was 18 and even if he's told to say that to all his customers it's made my fucking day I hope you're all well I hope you're all safe I hope the sun is shining down in you have lovely weeks loves and definitely tune in next week because it's this podcast's one year anniversary eek and what the fuck how's a year passed so I don't know what we'll do to celebrate it it'll probably involve some kind of abject chaos as per but hopefully I will see you all there take care my loves lots of love take care bye bye